You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Real quick, before we get into this episode of Bashmania, if you don't follow the show on Instagram, you won't know that I just teamed up with Traeger Grills, the absolute best wood pellet grill out there to give away a complete Traeger grill setup. We're giving away a Traeger Pro Series grill, bags of Traeger wood pellets, Traeger rubs, Bashmania shirt, a Bashmania hat, a grill cover, everything you need to grill all summer long. So go to at Bashmania on Instagram and learn how to enter. The contest is going to be open from March 11th to March 25th. With that said, let's roll this intro and get today's show started. It's Bashmania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashamania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Yeah. Welcome to episode 41, Bashmania. It's a little bit different today because there's breaking news. And as I read that there's going to be no fans at NCAAs, I was texting with some of the guys, and Seth Gross is one of those guys, so I wanted his reaction. So instead of just calling each other, I thought, why not just have the conversation on the podcast? Seth, how are you? I'm doing great. As always, thanks for having me on and appreciate it. And yeah, yeah, we got some uh, crazy stuff to talk about, I guess. For sure. So let, let's start with this past weekend. Um, before we get into NCAAs, we'll talk about Big Tens real quick. You had some some great matches. I, I know some matches obviously didn't go your way. Um, you wrestled a close match that you won with Joey Silva. You had the one-point loss to Rivera, beat Alvarez, I think 6-1, and then you beat DeSanto. What, what's your overall thoughts and, and takeaways from Big Tens? Uh, first, first thoughts is wow, Big Tens is a a grinder. Uh, it's awesome. You know, every match is you're wrestling a top guy, and you know Joey Silva first match is you know he's no slouch, and he's I think he's gonna be a kid that's gonna be on people's radar in the future. And uh, you know then doesn't get any easier. You know, keep moving forward. I got Sebastian Rivera, Austin Santo, Alvarez. You know, it's 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 awesome. It's 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 fun to go do that, and. Um, Obviously, I think for me personally to, you know, take that stuff, get ready for NCAAs and all that, it's just putting a full seven minutes together because when I'm out there wrestling, letting it fly, I'm scoring points, I'm doing well, but uh, for whatever reason, if it's a mental thing that I got to figure out before NCAAs, it's just putting a full seven minutes together where, you know, I'm, I'm going for it, I'm trying to score points, you know, I've been shutting down for, you know, full periods where I'm not doing as much as I should and, uh, yeah, that's not me. That's not how I like to wrestle, and I need to get back to you know what I used to be doing. You know, scoring from start to finish and uh, trying to score through that whistle. So that's kind of the big takeaways. Like I said, fun, fun tournament. You know, crazy bracket I was in, and then getting to watch all the other weight classes was was a blast too. So yeah, it was a great experience, and yeah, just looking forward to the next couple of weeks. In the two matches, I guess we'll talk about for a minute. Like you said, Joey Silva, and I know Christian Piles has been talking about Joey Silva <laughs> and touting him, you know, nonstop. Um, 
you know, with Rivera, what what changes do you think you have to make and adjustments you have to make for the NCAA's here? I mean, if you wrestle him now with the way it looks like the bracket just came out, you obviously wrestle him in the NCAA finals, which, you know, everything's on the line. What adjustments do you think you have to make to, to win that match? Um, yeah, like 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 you said, for first we, we both gotta make the finals. Right, that, totally. That's no that that's no uh you know, easy thing to do in itself. So one match at a time, but specifically if you know that matchup does come about, um like I said, I think it's wrestling full full seven minutes. You know, I gave up another big thing was giving up right at the last last ten seconds of the second period. I gave up a takedown and couldn't get out, and that's the point that decided the match, right? We both had two takedowns. He had uh, one more escape than I did. So, uh, you know, I got out there and felt great. Went after him, got to my offense, scored two takedowns. And then I don't know if I, you know, if it was, I, like I said, I just got to figure out how I'm going to keep scoring points and keep wrestling for seven minutes. I've been a little too complacent with winning close matches all year. And that's that's not going to work, you know, when it comes comes down to it. So it's wrestling that full seven minutes and continuing to score points, not getting two takedowns and then, trying to sit on that lead because as you can see you know against good guys that's never that's never gonna work so yeah putting that putting you know putting seven minutes together and finishing periods on top or at very very least finishing on my feet because you know that's that's the worst thing you can do is get taken down at the end you know that's that's the same reason silva was in the match i got reversed at the end of one period and couldn't get away and you know little things like that so it's you know, I don't think I need to go back and fix a bunch of technical things and all this. I think it's getting my head right and, you know, wrestling and score, finishing periods on top and scoring scoring more. And I'll, and I'll definitely clarify, you know, because I'm not polished media, so I get myself in trouble because I don't clarify. <laughs> and when I say that, like, what adjustments do you have to make for Rivera? I say that in the context of that was your only loss at the tournament. And obviously, like, this, yeah. this weight class is so open and, you know, everybody is so much talent. Like if Rivera's back in the finals, I wouldn't be surprised if RBY who's right there makes the finals. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, you know, th there is yeah. so much. And this is a tournament where, you know, I guess I could ask you and go through the lineup of, OK, what about <laughs> if RBY and what about this? You know, and it's like. Yeah. That was just kind of my my knee jerk reaction because that was the one match that that you lost by a point, and then you know as far as Alvarez, which I guess this is a nice segue into the NCAA conversation. You and I were texting after because you and Reader were both like, "Man, this crowd is awesome," and they're booing you the entire yeah. time. Like that that crowd <laughs> yeah. could not be more against you. They did not stop <laughs> booing. They thought if they yelled stalling a little bit louder the ref had to hit you you know and, and Reese Humphrey tweeted out I think it makes perfect sense like guys it's not a, it, it, a wrestler's job is to win and I can't remember exactly what he said but like stop yeah you know this this oh my gosh he's stalling like that's not it but you know what went yeah. through your head in that mind like with that crowd because for me my my reaction is like yo screw you all like set this and, and I'm like excited for the guy that <laughs> I'm rooting for but you know, you and John yeah. both like, man, you guys, and I get it. Like, I love the atmosphere, cheering or booing. I love that people are that much more invested in it. But what goes through your mind yeah. when you're wrestling that? Does that come into play? 
I mean, I, I love it. I mean, I got, you know, it was a hostile crowd when I was wrestling Sebastian. It was a hostile crowd when I wrestled El- Elvarez, you know, two New Jersey boys right there. Uh, so, you know, I was going to get that. And it, it just shows how passionate these people are for wrestling. So you can't, can't, you know, obviously it, people don't love getting booed and stuff. But, you know, people are cheering. People are getting into it. It means, you know, it's a good match wrestling. You know, they're not going to be cheering or booing or doing anything if it's a boring match. So that means, you know, I'm doing something right it's an exciting match it's a match that is getting people excited and cheering or booing or whatever it is and they're involved with the sport and i think that's what we need and um, right. like i said i feed off that i feed off that so you don't take it personal it you're, you're not like matter. mad or you don't take it personal then when you're in the match and you, and you hear that no not at all i think i think honestly i was more offended when, when people were booing after uh luke pletcher won the finals i think that yeah, that kind of like offended that. me a little bit because you know he, you know Luke's Luke seems like an, I don't know him too well, but seems like an awesome kid doing things right, and this dude just won a Big Ten title, and I'm sure that's a huge moment for him. And he's he's out there doing his interview, and you know at that point I think that 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 was a little much. But as far as you know my matches and stuff, I think that was all in the fun of the match and how intense the match got and stuff. And yeah, it was a blast. I loved every second of it. Yeah, dude, I, I'm a. It, it's no secret for anybody who listens to this show that that I'm a Penn State homer. You know, if I had to pick a team, I, I default to Penn State, obviously. And and I still didn't like it. Like, you know, you, you see it a lot where guys are booing somebody, and they. It's funny because they were booing him initially during the interview, but after there was a pretty loud cheer when Shane like ended the interview. They they were applauding him. I'm like, how is he supposed to take that when you just booed him? You know, I remember the yeah. same thing feeling that after Jason Nolf's match last year at NCAA's. When the crowd's booing Nolf over a call they didn't agree with with the refs, Yo. why are you taking that with Jason? Yeah, yeah, and then and then I, I, the other big one sticks out is uh, at Zane's match when he, you know he when they when he won that match. This dude just made the world team and everybody's booing him, you know, and you know you could see that he was getting emotional because you know he just he did what he he had to do and he wrestled the best match he could and he got his hand raised and he's he, he's not the referee, so I, I feel bad in those situations and. And I don't think that's too fair, fair on the athletes. But outside of that, like I said, when it's in a match, you know, in the middle, they're trying to get a stall call for their guy, whatever, you know, I think that's awesome. You know, do, say what you want, boo, get, the, get, the, get the crowd involved. <laughs> I think there needs if, – if you had a bracket for a tournament of crowds that want stall calls, I think the finals would be <laughs> Rutgers and Iowa would be leading the charge. Oh, but, yeah. you know, speaking of crowds and audiences, it's obviously the perfect segue – the NCAA just yep. announced that there's no fans at NCAAs. There's only going to be essential staff and the athletes. What is your initial reaction to that? Oh, initial reaction. That's that's tough. You know, there's so much things flooding through my head as soon as I heard that. Um, it's kind of funny because probably about two weeks ago, my aunt like and me were chatting a little bit, and she said. She said, I guarantee it doesn't happen, you know, not that NCAAs doesn't happen, but it doesn't happen as planned and yeah. something like this would happen. And sure enough, here we are. But uh, my initial thoughts are, you know, this is a big, huge bummer. You know, that's that's the thing that people train for is to get the opportunity to wrestle in that atmosphere. That is the pinnacle in wrestling, you know, big, bigger than any tournament in the world is, you know, NCAAs and getting to wrestle under those lights and you know, it would have been my last opportunity to, to do that. It would, you know, a lot of people, you know, could be seniors this year. And they may not ever get that opportunity to wrestle in that atmosphere now. So I think that's a big bummer. The other big bummer is, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I get to go out there and compete, but I got a whole team behind me. I got a whole team that 
you know, help me build up to this opportunity. And now some of those people might not get to show up and support me. And uh, so that's kind of the two initial reactions and kind of bummers. Like, you know, this is what these athletes train for is that crowd, that atmosphere to put it all on the line in front of people. And um, that sucks. That's not going to happen. And then, you know, the people that, the people that have been training with me, the people that have been pushing me through it all, supporting me, you know, that they, they might not get the opportunity to come, come watch now. It's, it, it, it's rough and i get you know at the end of the day if it if it saves one life it's probably worth it if you know if sure. one person that you know is, is one less casualty because they decided to make that decision and it makes it worth it but you know there's a, it it still it still sucks and you know my my initial reaction like for the first like 10 seconds is man this sucks for me scrap life's launching a shoe that weekend i have media credentials it's going to be great to talk to everybody and, you know, it's kind of that one tournament every year where you get to see everybody. And, and I think mm-hmm. I'm the kind of guy with sporting events. I rather watch them from home. I want to make popcorn. I'm going to fire up the Traeger, put some food on, call my friends during the matches. Like, I love watching sports at home, but there's nothing like the experience of NCAAs and seeing everybody and being part of the yeah. crowd. And it took all but 10 seconds for my perspective to shift from this sucks for me to it's like, Man, okay, here you are, a returning NCAA champion with your senior year. Here Chenzo's a returning champion his senior year. You have a guy like Gable who he's wrestling in his home crowd for all intents and purposes. Like he's, you know, my my home crowd too. Right, totally. And so it's like, (laughs) man, these seniors, like, and I'm sure some of it hasn't even you know, really sank in yet as this just happened. But from a reaction of like your senior year, knowing your last match before a crowd will be at big tens instead of NCAA is like, what does that mean to you? I think, I think, I think the toughest part is that, you know, we didn't, we didn't really know that at big tens and we didn't really get to think about that. And now it's already, has already gone. And that was the last, last chance wrestling like that. And, you know, obviously you never know when things are like that are going to happen, but, you know, it would have at least been nice to, you know, hey, this is my last time in front of a crowd like that and give a little wave and to the people right. and stuff. But uh yeah, I mean and then and then, you know, I came back for a six year chance to wrestle and do this one more time and uh you know, a lot of people people did and you know, like I said, it's just, it's a bummer for the athletes that won't get to experience that and you know, fortunately it, I'm not as as upset, you know, personally. I'm more I'm more hurt for other guys out there just because sure. No, I've been there. I've wrestled. I've been. I've gotten the opportunity to wrestle in front of really, really awesome crowds and uh, be a part of that. So I, I got to experience that, and I'm fortunate and blessed to have gone through that. But you know, some people haven't and will never get to now, and that that's that's why I feel for a lot through learning about this. And um, you know, and then for all, I think the other people is the fan perspective is you know you got yeah yeah an older older fan base of that has gone to every NCAAs for the last 50 years and now you know that streak snapping and uh yeah it's yeah it's just overall it, it's you know it's it's sad and it, it it's a big hit on the sport but uh you know what I, I know we'll rebound and to figure it out moving forward after this year yeah and, I, and by the way i you know i've been at every ncaa's for like five or six years now i think 2000 is either 15 or 16 and, and listen i'm gonna go to the next 30 lord willing and I'm never going to say I didn't go to 2020 because yeah. if there's no fans, you know, yeah. um, which I'm still holding out because, you know, I have a media credential and I'm, I'm hoping essential mm-hmm. staff includes media. Yeah. 
I would think that with no fans being able to go, hopefully they'll at least put an equal emphasis, if not more, on media. So I'm still holding out. But, you know, the other thing, too, is from a crowd reaction, right? Like, we talk about the Alvarez match and how important that crowd is in feeding off it. And I was going back and forth with Spencer Lee a little bit, and, you know, his final reaction was kind of, you know what? If my family's there, that's the most important thing I care about, like having my family in my corner. And, you know, I didn't want to egg him on because that's that's the proper perspective. But selfishly, I'm like, yeah, but what what about the Iowa crowd? Like, it's all but guaranteed Iowa's going to win the national championship this year. First time in a decade. Like, as much as, again, I'm a Penn State guy, those Iowa fans deserve yeah. it. You know, their team wins a national championship. Mm-hmm. They deserve that celebration. They enjoy every round. They enjoy those big matches. Like, from a from a, not having fans at the matches, how do you think that could impact matches? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's a huge aspect. I think some people break under pressure and some people thrive under pressure and some people get behind a crowd some people are the opposite so it's i think that's that's a huge mental aspect to the sport of wrestling is those crowd and the the crowd and the fans and the atmosphere and um it'll be a lot different you know it's almost like you're gonna be wrestling you know up in a little low practice room or something because there's nobody you know there's nobody there it's gonna be and how big how big the place is (laughs) it's gonna be like a little ghost town out there so so you gotta, I mean, you're gonna have to prepare a lot different for this mentally, and uh, you know it's gonna feel like you know it's no big deal, but <laughs> this is the big, this is the big show now, and right, you know you gotta, you gotta, you gotta figure out how to get up for it. I mean, I'm sure guys will. Everybody's still training for this opportunity and everything, but yeah, it's just taking a whole variable out of it, and you don't know how how certain people are gonna react. Yeah, and it's interesting too because you have some fun fun matches. You know, just before we hopped on this, the the brackets came out, and it looks like Rivera's the one, you're the two, Chas Tucker's the three, Philippi's the four, RBY's the five, DeSanto's the six. So that sets you up for a potential match. If if the seeds hold, and, and you went out, and Chas Tucker went out, that. It, that sets up for an amazing semifinal. Chaz Tucker undefeated on the year. You guys have never wrestled. Like that is a match that I feel like the fans would so get into, especially in a year like this where uh, you know you're a returning national champ. You you're, you're going out as a senior. You have Chaz Tucker, who Cornell wasn't. Nobody was expecting that much of Cornell. Here you have a guy who's a stud. He's undefeated. Like the 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 crowd would love that semi. You know. What's your thought on, on, and it's kind of a redundant from the previous question, but what's your thought on, on matches like that, you know, that the, the live crowd wouldn't be able to be a part of? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a, you know, it's a matchup that nobody's been able to see before. And, you know, a guy I haven't wrestled, like you said, and, you know, that's where, you know, it's always fun to get into. That's where you get, you know, we're not, neither of us are from two huge schools. So, you know, the whole crowd gets behind matches like that and just sure. cheers for a good match. And, uh, you know, it, it would remind me maybe of a match like my semifinals against Tariq Wilson where the crowd, you know, that's one of the biggest, you know, effects the crowds ever had on me, how, how loud sure. they were screaming for that match and everything. And I feel like it could have been something like that. And now it's, you know, now it's just us wrestling in the quiet. And, uh, but, uh, 
yeah, it's 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 weird. It's really weird to think about it and even imagine what it's gonna be like. So uh, I know I know we'll have you know maybe we can whatever. I don't know what they're gonna let immediate family or if that five six people a guy. So you know we'll have maybe a thousand two thousand people there. But yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah, and at least if you have the family, you know, it's almost kind of remnant of a Bill Farrell type event where, and I still think. If they have family or not, I, I don't see a world where they keep it at the football stadium. It, I think the stadium is going to cancel everything, and they're going to end up having it in a high school or something, which would be even – I don't know what would be more crazy at this point. If they keep it yeah. in the football stadium with no crowd, or if they move it to like a high school gym or somewhere that it's a bit more efficient to run. Because without fans, that's just going to feel weird. It's almost better off yeah. just moving it to a smaller – space where it's not you know you don't need that big of a staff to run a football stadium yeah. host an event like this but yeah yeah it, it's gonna be wild and then you know right after that you have the olympic trials which it's like mm-hmm. you know you actually you're qualified for olympic trials but you also have the last chance qualifier which uww just moved their last chance qualifier that was in bulgaria they moved that from the end of April to early June. So already, if anybody wow. doesn't qualify the weights this weekend uh, at the Pan Am Olympic qualifier, now they're not going to know they're in the Olympics until June. And who knows if this yeah. last chance qualifier, which, again, it's like a it's a kind of a hometown basketball court gym type match. Mm-hmm. It's a very like, you know, it's going to be a very small yeah. tournament. And you, you go from the NCAAs to the last chance, which generally happened there, then the Olympic trials. And I feel like the conversation, you know, if they don't cancel the the NCAAs in different regards, you have the Olympic trials, which I can't imagine. I, I one can't fathom yet having NCAAs in an empty football stadium or, you know, a little gym. But then to have the Olympic trials there. And another thing, too, actually, before we move on to the Olympic trials one of the things you were telling me, and I, I know some people are talking about on Twitter, is that there's the potential that some schools might ju- not just travel. Um, yeah, yep. Willie just said that it looks like Harvard might not send their squad, potentially. Um, the Ivy League basically put out a thing saying spring sports are canceled and winter sports uh, postseason is going to be up to the individual college and their presidents. And it could very well yep. be where... Cornell's president say, "Hey, we're not sending you Cornell to go there." So, yeah. what's your thoughts on if there's not a full field? Like, if if certain schools start saying, "Hey," and I don't think like I, I as much as I know Rob Cole, I never see a world where Rob Cole's not going to go. But if the presidents yeah. of of Cornell say, "Cole, you're not sending your guys," like, what's your thought on if it's not an entire field? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, if 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 you lose one of the top guys in a bracket, it's just gonna, you know, maybe feel a little bit like an asterisk year. Or, you know, if there's a low, you know, if you don't have thirty three guys in a bracket, it's 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 a tough situation. And I mean, I don't know. I'm not super educated when it comes to the whole virus and everything. But yeah, it does sound like schools are looking into. Hey, are we even gonna send our guys? Even if there is, even if the NCAs decides to have it, still, are we gonna? allow our athletes to travel there. And I mean, I know our school's already put something in place where it's like, 
you know, you have to get you have to get an exception to be able to travel for certain school events and things like that. And I don't know how that affects athletics and everything, but they're already putting a lot of things in click in place and then everything you know we don't have any in-class stuff anymore everything's going to be moved online the rest of the semester so and, wild uh, dude penn state everybody's doing that it's yeah just... it's it's wild and, you know it, and they, i think a big part in what's going to end up for the ncas is how the first few days of the basketball stuff goes you know if, if if they're able to do that and not see maybe a lot of growth in the virus maybe you know we're all good to go but if they start having these games and traveling and they see an uptick in it that's where i think they might take even more precautions and so it's you know cross our fingers that you know this is the worst of it and um, we're still able to at least get a chance to go wrestle for a national title but uh yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, and, uh, you know, it's crazy how fast this is all of a sudden. You know, at first it was like, oh, whatever, and then all of a sudden, oh, that got canceled. That's surprising. And then, you know, all of a sudden everything's getting shut down and changed, and it, it's it's crazy, and it, who knows who knows what's going to happen. Let me ask you this, too, because I always think it's important to touch on faith, and, and you know, it's funny. We're obviously talking about this because it's so important and relevant to both of us, but I just saw a buddy of mine from the church I go to posted a video today about Stephen Futrick or whatever his last name. Furtick, that's Furtick. my favorite guy. Yeah, so he, he yep. posted a story today, or a buddy of mine posted a story from a sermon he posted about, it's not about you, there's a, there's a story going on that's bigger than you, and there, there's things that are bigger than people's opinions than you, and there's things going on that's about a story bigger than your own story. Not to minimize your story, but there's things going on so much bigger what what role does your faith play in a time like this where I imagine it's very easy and if you are a Christian and, and you have a perspective that you know life is more about me and one of your one of the first things you said to me of hey it's, if it saves one person's lives it's not the end of the world to not have fans there what role does your faith play in, in kind of grounding you to have that perspective of saying look at it's gonna suck if for my senior year my sixth year senior I go out there and I can't say bye to the fans. But very quickly, you, you kind of got to keep that proper perspective because I'm sure there's guys right now that are that are pouting, and and I get it because I if I was in your guys' shoes to to be on that stage, I don't know what I would think. But what yeah. role does your faith play there in, in kind of grounding you to to keep a proper perspective through something like this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I'd say the big thing is you know I know where my identity is. I know it's in Christ. I know it's in my faith and my beliefs and. Um, you know that the national title is cool and all, but that's not. That's at the end of the day, you know, that's not, not not my identity behind it all. And so, at the end of the day, if I go out there and it's not different, or you know, if it did get canceled for whatever reason, it's still, you know, none of that changes. I still got my family supporting me through everything. I got, you know, I I, I I'm, I'm grounded in my faith, and that's that's kind of my rock of everything. And wrestling is something you know i say it's a lot of something i love to do i enjoy to do i'm gonna do the very best i can in it but it's not you know that's not not my priority in life to you know it isn't just wrestling all the time there's a lot of things that are more important and having an impact on people and doing things right right and that's where it's like if, if this is you know there's bigger things happening here and if people are are at risk and there's a chance you know that, that more people can get infected and sick and possibly die you know you gotta you gotta put people people first and um that that's a big thing i've kind of kind of 
focused on you know is it is people first you know it's other people are more important you know put people before you and serve people and you know i'm trying to do my best at focusing on that that aspect of you know you know making sure everybody else is all good sure and last thing and then i'll let you go for so the olympic trials we, we kind of started getting there what are your thoughts on the olympic trials like here we we don't know how it's going to play out if Penn State today said it's at least two, three weeks after spring break. Everybody's going to online classes. You know, I think the more time that goes on, I'm not really worried about the Olympics being canceled. I think as the springtime comes around, as it gets warmer, that's generally when you see the flu die off a bit. And I think that's what a lot of experts are leaning towards for the coronavirus, which kind of replicates the flu in, in some regard. So I'm not really worried as time goes on, but... Here you have, I think, a lot of people right now making decisions that are very emotional. It's very harsh, and they're making quick decisions. And I almost fear that they'll cancel the Olympic trials two weeks out, two and a half, three weeks out. What are your thoughts on the Olympic trials? Here you're, you know, 57 kilos is freaking wild. You have you, (laughs) Lee, Gilman. You know, I've heard Fix is going to be there. I've heard Fix is not going to be there, but... It's such a wild weight, and here, you're right there. You beat three NCAA champs at Bill Farrell to qualify. You haven't lost a freestyle match, and, you know, so you're you're easily a, a top favorite to, to make the weight. And here, if you make the Olympic team with no crowd there, even both, you know, not just from, like, a praise standpoint, but kind of with those matches, like you've said, they've kind of been in your corner all season. What's your initial thoughts on the reaction for that? Um, it's, it's, it's a similar thing, but, uh, yeah, it's, you know, that would have been really cool. I never got the chance to wrestle at Penn State, so I was, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to, and, you know, as long as it happens, I'm really looking forward to that, and getting in front of that atmosphere, because I've heard, you know, that's another one that's just, you know, you you don't know, you don't really know what you're getting into until you experience it, so, you know, I was, you know, looking forward to that, hopefully it still does happen, and, um, if it doesn't, right, you got to make it, make the best of it. At the end of the day, my ultimate goal has always been to be an Olympic champion. And uh, fans there or not, I'm going to try to try my best to achieve that goal and make that happen. So, yeah, just crossing your fingers that all, all that continues and stays in place. And, um, yeah, if it's in front of 10,000 people or 10 people, you know, I'm going to be ready, ready for that moment and uh, try and make it happen. I love it, man. Well, listen, I'm going to let you go. I'm sure you got to eat dinner. I know you just got out of practice. I I don't know. I might see you next week. I might not. But yeah, we'll, e- we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Either way, uh, I, I'm sure we'll speak soon. And best of luck at, at the national tournament as long as it goes off. <laughs> yep. Yep. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on again. It's always good talking to you. Of course, man. We'll talk soon. And that is it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this little bit of a different style of podcast where it's not just get to know a wrestler, but it's around relevant news and events. So let me know what you thought. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Stitcher, YouTube, Anchor, Overcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. And head over to the Bash Mania Instagram and be sure to get in on the Traeger Grill giveaway. And the beat goes on.